and nobody misses like this, man. It's crazy. Welcome back, Backlash Radio. I'm Nick Carullo with On the Wire Transfer and Front Runner Boats and my co-host Anthony Pino with Hook Optics and Cabin of the Blood Money. Today our guest is Colton Richardson from Slicker Butte. Good friend. How you doing, bro? Good, good. How you been, Nick? Good to talk to you today. Yeah. Excited to be on the pod. I've been I've been listening to some of y'all stuff, some really good uh content and good jive on here so I'm, I'm honored to be on here yeah thanks for being on here um so yeah man just tell a little bit about uh your your intro your bio to uh how you kind of just maybe got in the industry fishing and kind of what led to where you are now okay so my name is colin richardson from fort lauderdale florida down here born and raised grew up fishing with my mom, hanging out with her, just doing it kind of not so serious. And um, I actually broke down one day when we were going to the Bahamas for uh, the Lauderdale Yacht Club tournament and the boat called the Sandbob. They were going over that day. Uh, so they they offered me and my mom a ride, went fishing with them. I was, was probably 12 years old. And um, from there on out, they just invited me on every trip. I think I worked like that trip i just went over for fun for bimini blast and then the boss was like why don't you come over and fish the world cup with us in a month i'm 12 or 13 years old i was like hell yeah i'll go over that's an opportunity summertime perfect perfect time to go over there and boat and then from there on out i just started working on the sand bob um stayed in school and um just got into fishing learning on the sand bob basically and then from there, I mean, we just started going fishing tournaments all around Florida, uh, Keys trips, KSAL trips, all that good stuff. And then back to high school at the end of the summer. And after that, just kept fishing with them for all the stuff. They kept inviting me. So that kind of got me into it. Um, meeting everybody at the tournaments, getting in the industry, meeting everybody. What point did you, had you always wanted to start? A clothing line or is that something that kind of sprung on just later no so and when i was in high school years after i'd been fishing on the sand bob um i started taking videos and this is how slicker butte started i was driving down the beach and uh for, for all of us that aren't from south florida can we talk about what slicker butte actually what slicker butte itself means instead of so we can inform the rest of the people that don't live in the 305 and the keys <laughs> So slicker butte, slicker, like when it's flat calm, it's slicked out, slicker day, beautiful, short or butte, short for beautiful. So slicker butte, uh, the LLC is 10, 10 slicker butte. So 10 out of 10, like, oh, today's a 10 out of 10. We're slicked out down here in the 954. Nick's down there in the 305. <laughs> and it's just the best. It's good to go fishing sometimes. Sometimes it sucks when it's super slick, but so that's what slicker is. 10 out of 10 is rating the day. Perfect day. Absolutely slicked out. Slicker Butte. Yeah, slicker man. Butte. Yeah, baby. So You get Slicker Butte days up there, Anthony? Oh, yeah. We get plenty of them. More more than people more than people describe, man, because we, we got to go so far. So the days that we don't, the days that aren't Slicker or Slicker or Halfway Nice, we don't go fishing because it's, so, like, it's such a shitty experience. So, yeah, we get plenty and plenty of nice days. I remember my first time fishing up in in the 
northeast or mid-atlantic um fishing the big rock on the sand bob and i i mean our first day going i was like these guys are nuts up here they run 100 miles every day to go fishing we were fishing the other side of the gulf stream and i mean I, we untied the boat and i sat up there and rode out and rode out i was like holy shit how far are we going yeah so and there's no there's very few slicker butte days in the in the big rock that's for sure they don't they don't even know what that's like down there back to how i started slicker i used to just take the beach to school and take videos like oh it's slicked out today on my snapchat posting it all my buddies would see it started catching on and i mean i was rowdy i would wake up at 30 40 minutes before i had to leave and get on the beach and just drive my truck and i don't know what but i was wired every morning just so excited to go to the beach and it was fun or just scream and yell and blast music on my way to school every morning so started to catch on made some shirts for my buddies and then sold them to them didn't give them to them they all bought them so shout out to all my boys that originally bought the first shirts and then just kept going from there making designs learning manufacturing seeing other people how they do stuff learning from them here you are and now you probably do what like every boat show trade show icast i mean it's non-stop yeah, it's non-stop now the trade shows are are a full-time job themselves um i know a lot of a lot of the companies that have guys that just go to trade shows and do that so i just hired my first employee my buddy marshall um he's been helping me a lot thank god because it's 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 growing pretty quick in the last year for us sales wise so it's a lot to handle we got fort lauderdale boat show uh this week um if anybody's in the area swing on by it's gonna be a good time we'll have a booth set up cocktails hanging out i'm sure nick will be there with front runner um i don't know if anything's coming out or not but should now, when's it start it starts Tomorrow? on wednesday wednesday i don't think i'll make it yeah so, got a quick turnaround to just hit, get you down here huh how long uh how long have you been like been pursuing it as a as a business colton so i was full-time as a mate like making all my money all through high school and college that's how i made money um i did a couple internships in the summer and then after college i uh i moved back down here from lsu louisiana go tigers absolutely <laughs> crazy time of my life um Came back down here, went to FIU pursuing construction and just doing online orders. And I was like, damn, I can make some money doing this. Um, so then I just went to basically full-time fishing, which was probably, I probably did that till about three years ago. Just working as a mate on, on the sand bob, um, doing all long trips. It was a full-time job on that boat. They didn't have a first mate. They just had a captain. So that kept me busy. And then... I just slowly kind of trickled off the uh, the mate stuff and started selling shirts. And I was like, started making some money doing custom orders and getting into tackle shops. And from there, probably about yeah two and a half years ago, I just had a I had to start turning down work mate work, which kind of sucked because that's so much fun. But it's it's some of the hardest work out there. Um, as I'm sure you guys know, as mates and captains on sport fishes is absolutely no joke, full-time, long days. And then I just kind of, once I started turning it down, I was like, all right, time to dive in. So 
started doing it every day. And I just got a, my first warehouse about six months ago, which is super exciting. So now we got all the inventory in here, not in my house. I had three bedrooms in my house with well, with shelves and everything. I'm sure Nick knows have seen it, seen it from the start to beginning when he was over there at the company he was working with. Um, and it's nice to get it out of the house. Well, that's like to separate it is amazing. Yeah. Really get to focus on it now and just doing all the trade shows and iCast. Nice. Yeah, hook op hook optics is still based in, in my parents' basement for the most part. <laughs> it's pretty it's still we're still in that stage. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. That's the that's the uh that's the best time to grow. My biggest thing is all these all these uh teachers and stuff telling people, Oh, you got time, you got time. Best time to start a business is when you're young and living at your parents and you got you don't have too many expenses. You can risk it. Once you yeah. I feel like once you get uh once you get older, you got all these expenses and you move out of your parents' house, it gets hard. Yeah. You gotta you have to make money. So Yeah, these lights don't stay on themselves. <laughs> How's Hook Optics going up there? You and your Man, brother? Me, my brother, and my parents. I mean, mainly my parents and my, my brother have been it's mainly their thing, but we 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 started out. My parents started out in the optical business, and they have three three brick and mortar optical stores. So when the pandemic came, and my my mom was like, "It's the end of." She was having a freak out. She was like, "It's the end of end of brick and mortar retail. We got to start a sunglass company." So we just did. So and uh, we kind of kind of worked from there, and um. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. The White Marlin Open was good for us. It was incredible for us as it all as it has been since we we sponsored it. And uh we did the Annapolis boat show two weeks ago. And that was we were well received there. It was interesting, you know, we're that was, you know, I, I feel like I'm so insulated into like boating and fishing is like the offshore world and i know that there's a bigger world out there but actually be there and see all the other types of boats which were not impressive but there are other types of boats you oh, know yeah. at the annapolis boat show we had a good good show there we um met a guy from miami actually who's been been really good for us alfred he does like videos at the boat ramp or something like that i forget what is but we met him and he's been he's been fantastic working with him these last couple of weeks so that meeting him in itself was a uh, probably worth it but it was it was all good and it's i mean it has its it's never dull that's for sure it's always a problem so but cool well that's that's exciting i mean I've, I've seen it grow like crazy so it looks like it looks like it's doing well i remember the first time i saw your brother up there at the big rock we were right next to him yeah yeah cracking jokes and bullshitting the whole time at the at the uh at the big rock landing there mm -hmm. i remember like a hurricane came through and blew our tents all over the place yeah. oh my god it was madness i was fishing the tournament too and trying to run my booth can't do that again i was stressed out way too bad yeah Not a lot yeah what about you nick how's uh how's the sailfish season looking for you this year in the winter the winter wahoo fishing coming up <laughs> well, hopefully i mean i already signed up my buddy's boat to go fish your tournament so as long as I don't get booked for anything, I'll be I'll be heading over for that. Okay. Um and uh yeah, I mean, sailfish showed up. I got kind of 
I wasn't expecting some good fishing already, but uh, fishing's been good. Tito caught 10 on Sunday. Um, so it's pretty Rail good. Sales. Rail on sales. So I don't know. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be good for you guys. I know it's too many, too many sales on the East Coast and they're all going to make their way down there. So it just seems like there's a, yeah, like a bigger body on the East Coast in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you say a body or is that a bobby? Like, like a body, a body. Oh, body. Okay. Because they're railing them up. They're still railing them up there. And I'm sure Charleston and Morehead they City. They're still getting them. Yeah. That safe. was crazy, huh? Those guys were catching 20 fish up there. Yeah. They're still the outnumbered out of Wrightsville Beach. I think caught 10 and missed a blue or eight out of 10 and missed a blue. And the intense was out of Charleston fishing their way home fishing on the way back and they they had a couple days where they had double digit bites and a blue marlin bite too so hopefully yeah hopefully it kicks on for you guys hopefully you guys have great fishing i think uh i think the i think the i love the winter time the wahoo fishing the sail fishing is so fun um i know nick just mentioned he's coming over for our tournament we got the slicker wahoo tournament december 9th and um it's going to be a good good turnout this year we we're last year we had 30 boats we paid out over a hundred thousand dollars this year. We're expecting fifty, and we jacked up some of the Calcuttas. So there's uh, about let's see, five, six. There's about six grand in Calcuttas now getting across the board in that, plus your basic entry. And uh, the structure is the biggest Wahoo. Um, is one Calcutta, and there's a, like a low five hundred biggest Wahoo and a twenty five hundred dollar biggest Wahoo. Same thing for the five fish aggregate. Um, and I actually was not fishing last year just because I don't know. I don't know about fishing your own tournament. Some people aren't a fan. I think it's way yeah. too much work. I don't know how some of these guys do it, but hats off to them. Um, the Sand Bob, the boat that I fish on, they actually won damn near $60,000 in the Wahoo tournament. And it was only a $5,000 entry. And I think there was 28 boats that were actually competing. So it was a nice payday for them. Yeah, and, uh, I think this year is going to be really good. And electric reels are allowed because I know nobody likes shagging grass on an 80 wide all day, especially <laughs> if it's rough, getting soaked. But yeah. that's definitely my favorite kind of fishing is Wahoo fishing, man. Where's it's, the tournament based out of, Colton? Um, it's in Bimini, Bahamas, okay, located gotcha. at the Big Game Club. Um, Big Game Club, shout out to them. They host the awesome event, great food. Um, and we have United Yacht Sales, who's the title sponsor. So they're allowing us to do some really nice stuff this year. Big payouts, big uh, big trophies. and um, It's one day, right? See, so yeah, one day. And there's a 100-mile 100, 100, uh, 100 boundary, statute mile. I think it's 100. 100 it's a 100-mile boundary. Um, lines in at 645, lines out at 4. And the reason, yeah, long long fucking day. (laughs) So a lot of a lot of the guys, a lot of the center console guys, bitch about the hundred mile boundary. Well, no shit, they do because their boat goes a hundred miles an hour. They can run, they can run anywhere they want. They could, I mean, these these freaking guys run down damn case or Casal. Some of them go down to Cat Island from Chub Key. I know they were doing that in some tournament. (laughs) It's like okay, at some point you got to limit it and make it enjoyable you know what i mean who the hell wants to run 200 miles 
to go catch some waters. I mean, there's got to be some fun behind it. I understand, okay, you want to win. Okay, yeah, you can, but these big boats, if you want all these big boats in it, back in the day, they used to have 100, 100 big boats in some of these Wahoo tournaments. So and until they took out they took out the boundary rules, all these big boats, they couldn't compete anymore. They can't run 150 miles, 200 miles. They're not all from the Northeast like you, Anthony. They're not <laughs> psychos. Yeah. So... What uh? What time do you have to be back in? Uh, I want to say you have to be back in by seven. So it gives you, whatever, four or five, six, seven, three hours to get a hundred miles. That's doable. Everybody can. Everybody can work with that. If you have to leave a little early, if your boat's slow, leave a little early. I mean, if you don't, should make it six, and then I make it a little more. I mean, yeah, I think people have to play it a little smarter. Yeah. So last year, the boat that won, um. Because I require you have to video it. So you have to re- video your GPS. And then I get to see the video where everybody's fishing. So when I want to go fishing the next weekend, I'm dialed in. I know where the shit's biting at. <laughs> so just to Hard. keep it fair so some people don't cheat. Um, not that anybody would, but if there's any questions, it's clear as day. This boat that won last year at uh, at like 7.15 or, I don't know, 7 o'clock, like 20 or 30 minutes after line's in, they hooked a triple of like – 50 pounders and it was a it was a smaller donzy they caught all three they caught like six or eight more fish i think before 10 11 o'clock they were at the way station literally right at lines out they didn't even wait they didn't even fish the whole day they're like screw it and they're fishing right right close to bimini pretty much so pretty, pretty impressive on them the sand bob that won the biggest fish that took them the most money they were good ways away um they're they were 90 miles out, which is pretty impressive for a big boat like that. But they made it back in time. All their video checked out. Um, and congrats to them on where were they? Where what secret spot were they at? They were they were way up to the north. I'm not exactly sure where. Um, I could look back and see, but good on them. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wild. Are most of the boats center consoles that fish the tournament, Colton? Uh last year we had eight or 10 sport fishes in it. Gotcha. Um, so majority last year were center consoles, but I don't think my rules were as clear to the public that there's the boundary to these big boats are like, Oh shit, now we can compete. So there's already a big boat signing up this year. Um, and I'm looking for, there to- wasn't a boundary before there was, but it was my first year. So all the big boats, I think just kind of looked at Wahoo tournaments, like, screw that we're not fishing that all those guys that run 100 miles an hour are going to win running all over the place so now that it's kind of known i think a lot more big boats will get involved um and get some get some skin in the game yeah i mean that's a that's a solid solid return for for such a small tournament i like i like small tournaments with big payouts you know yeah. <laughs> like even though it's not a million dollars your chances of winning whatever money is available is a little higher than say one in 400 or three in 420 votes, you know, to cover your costs at least. It's crazy how many, I mean, the pay, I think that all across is like seven grand and I'm, we're, I'm hoping that we pay out a quarter million dollars this year. That would be amazing. Which would be awesome. And that's based off about 50 boats and that's not even all of them across the board. That's just the majority of them are across the board. So it should, I wish I was fishing, man. I love, I love, whacking big wahoo is just so fun <laughs> you've done some cool trips southern bahamas and caught some studs talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that 
Yeah, two years ago, I was down. Uh, I was down in the Southern Bahamas, and I mean, it was insane fishing. We caught some. We caught some bruisers. We had we had a day. We caught uh, eighteen fish. We kept eighteen. No, we I don't even know. If, I think we kept twelve. We caught like eighteen or twenty. Every single one of them is over sixty pounds. Probably five or eight were over eighty. Couple nineties, and uh, and it was like that for a few for a few of the days we went fishing down there. Just unbelievable fishing. Catch kudas, 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 and then like that kudas would turn off almost like wahoos moved in scared them i don't know what but the kudas would turn off and you just start catching them catching them kudas would turn the kudas down there no joke though they're like 40 pounds 30 pounds they got teeth that are like four inches long um but the wahoo fishing was impeccable for us down there i was blessed to do that we caught we caught two over 100 that year one in san sal and one in um one was in Harbor Island on the planer on a lunch cruise when we weren't even supposed to walk the fish. It was slicked out. It was slicked out. And I was like, I was like, Rob, bro, we've been over here for a week. I was on a fan, like a family boat and we were supposed to fish a good bit. Um, but we had a good time hanging out on Harbor Island. So we poked out for lunch one day, like a nice dinner or lunch cruise, put two planers out and I hooked a CUDA on one. I was like, shit. So I started reeling them both in. And the LP that got bit got to about 50 revs and tripped. And I was like, oh, shit, another CUDA. Push a drag up, start reeling it, reeling it, reeling it. Comes up to the leader. And I grabbed I grabbed the leader 100 pound uh, from the planter to the to the sea witch we were trolling. And I grabbed a hold of it. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this thing is heavy. This must be a giant CUDA. Like the CUDA of all CUDAs. And... And I, ne- I didn't see it, but it hauled that straight down. I was like, oh, it must be a, a yellow fin or something because I know they catch a bunch of them out there. We were kind of thinking that. So I let it all the way back out. The planer would come out of the rod tip, haul ass out to like 70 revs. And the LP would co- then the planer would come back up. I, I fought it on the hand line probably for 35, 40 minutes. The LP never went past 100 revs the whole fight. And uh, and all the kids and everybody back there, it came up and we gaffed it and we put it in the boat. I was like, holy moly. It was 100, 101 pounds on the That's lunch trip. Stud. So that was definitely my highlight of uh how many of, how many hundred pounders have you caught? Caught two. I caught one in gotcha. I caught one in January that year. Uh the one in January we caught in San Sal, like January 1st or 2nd, I believe. And then the uh, we were on a New Year's Eve trip on like the tw- the 28th or 29th. We were in Harbor Island on uh the first one was on the in-flight with Captain Rob. Uh, Rob Anglin, incredible captain. Um, we had we caught eight or ten that day. We caught that hundred pounder, and every fish was over seventy pounds. The second one was that lunch cruise. Captain Rob was actually running. He moved to a boat called the Panacea uh, eighty two Viking, and um, and that was the lunch cruise story. So same captain, two different boats, but same year, complete up. He's a Wahoo legend. Yeah, he is a Wahoo legend. He's good at it. Um, so we've had some good trips. We've taken his so, little those Anthony are the only a big one. I've caught two over a hundred pounds. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, caught one in Wrightsville and then one in well and one in here in Ocean City. Caught one. How big? With, with Tucker. The I think the one was one oh one oh two as a one in Wrightsville. That was on a planer. 
I marked him on the sonar, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, man, that's a, that's a nice mark. That was only, only like, two, like 250 feet. And the, I was like, man, then I marked him on the bottom machine. I think, I think I still got the picture on my phone of him on the bottom machine. Wahoos are like super symmetrical on the bottom machine. They're not like offset, like a, like a Marlin and the fucking planer got smoked. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, cause I, I don't, I don't Wahoo fish very often. So I was like, oh man, we got, we finally got a Wahoo. Buddy. And it was like, we, we caught a hundred pounder. So that was cool. That's and, so, uh, and then, uh, the other one was with Tucker. I was the sonar guy on the special situation. We were out, I don't know, outside of Spencer somewhere. And God knows a thousand fathoms somewhere like we always are. And I ping something and everybody, they, I guess there's a bunch of people inside and they are all having lunch and um, this, but the sonar screen was on the TV and we went over to it and we marked it. And I'm like, where is this? Obviously we thought it was a white and I was like, where? turned around where everybody's like saw it go like come to the boat on the sonar mark and then so everybody's looking out the back and it airs out like 10 feet in the air with the short rigger plug in its mouth and dude i was counting I, before that thing landed i was counting the money because i was like that's one thousand percent gonna win this tournament when, when it aired all the way out it dude it aired out 10 feet in the air with the freaking <laughs> with the short rigger lure i can't remember what kind of lure it was but it was in the t it was it was in his mouth and the lures flying through the air with him. And by the time he hit the water, I was like, we're getting paid motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. I got the gaff. That thing it was cool. It was How much you guys win for that thing? I think it was like $70,000 or something like that. So the cut was, I was super happy with it for almost a thousand dollars a pound. That's a good payday. Huh? Yeah, it was, it was good, man. Some expensive sushi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we barely covered the fuel bill for that, but, <laughs> for, the, for the day on that thing 210 gallons an hour or whatever it is but, uh, you, you're used to it on the sandbar i'm sure the thing burns plenty of fuel yeah well i don't i don't i don't look at that stuff though i just <laughs> i looked at it and i was i think that tournament i got on the boat and like he had let it warm up for for like maybe maybe 20 minutes we were kind of waiting on people and then by the time we got out the inlet, I was like, I looked up and both of the engines said six gallons. I was like, we burnt 12 gallons. We haven't even got out the inlet. <laughs> no, nah, that that was fun. Um, fishing with uh, Alan Wooten and Captain Tucker and Charlie, Charlie Phelan from the uh, Wesley Angler. And it was it was fun. It was cool. It was cool fishing is so fun. I feel like any way you catch him is just such a blast. I mean, the high speed yeah. one thing is just, it's it's so much fun because you don't have to rig bait. You can go with your boys to the Bahamas, drink a million beers, <laughs> put the lures out, and it's like, okay, you catch them. You clean, it's an easy cleanup. You you coil up five or six shot cords, put your leads away, put your lures away, no bait, and it's effective. It's not like you're half-assing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so catch let me... Up. Let me ask you this, guys. Like, I, I always see you guys high speed, and we don't high speed here. You know, even even down in Moorhead, we'd I think most people don't high speed. They just would fish like they would fish troll typically, just to put wire out. But you guys high speed, is that is that just to keep the stay away from the kudas or is it because that's the most effective way to get on the bite? That's just that's just the way that uh I was taught, I guess, kind of. I just kind of that's how people did it. I learned from 
when I was on the sand bob, they did it like that and fishing with uh with the mate Jeff. He uh, that's just how I did it. I never mm-hmm. experienced with other stuff until fishing with other people down the line. Um and I still haven't done a whole lot of like planer fishing for him, a couple here and there. Yeah. But I know I know there's there's so many different ways to target them from live. I mean, you can live bait them in the Bahamas on down in Cape South. We did that on the in flight, just airing out, like you said, like on your plugs, but like you're going slow and you're just sitting there and it's like hot bobbing your head and they just <laughs> <laughs> launch out of the water. And then I guess, I don't know how I really, that's just how I was taught. I think. Yeah. Apparently, the faster you go, the kudas get away. But I think that's bullshit because I've cut the kudas going as fast as the boat could go, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had good fishing here for Wahoos. There was a boat, Chris Ragney, um, captain out of Indian River. They caught, they caught 11, 10 or 11 one day out of here just a couple of weeks ago while we were at the Miami Boat Show. Caught, a, caught 10 in the morning before this big-ass cold front came. It's pretty Miami badass. You mean Annapolis? Huh? No, the Annapolis special, yeah. But he caught like he texted me and was like, "Man, we caught ten, right where you said they were." And I I fished a couple days before that, and I'd stopped in there. We got bit off by one, and I was like, "Kind of looks good here," but I was like, "I want to catch a couple more marlins." Yeah. Are you so Anthony? Would you would you describe yourself as more of a marlin guy or a meat guy? I know there's some kind of line in there. Yeah. You can't, you can't. No, I mean, I'd prefer if I had to catch like five white marlins or five yellowfins, I'd probably take a yellow or the five white marlins every day. That's what I. So, like, if I now wahoos are a different story because there's such an anomaly here. I would go out of my way to to go go like have a good day wahoo fishing because I've never had a good day wahoo fishing. I've just caught a couple by accident, yeah. but. The best wahoo fishing I've experienced was in Isla Mujeres, and we were sail fishing, and we got bit off by thirty, and we caught like three. <laughs> you know, we were getting eaten up, dude. They come in on the teaser like a sail, and they clip the back of the teaser, then they clip and clip the long rigger. Somebody's holding the long rigger, and I'm like, the long rigger is gone, and the line's just yeah. slack. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. You don't even feel the bite. Yeah, you just see a big ass belly in the line. Yeah. You're like, and the guy's still holding, like. You got nothing yeah. but <laughs> vision on credit. <laughs> so, we caught one. Yeah. We caught one on the long rigger this year, and uh, in the custom verse production on the right long rigger, raining, freaking blowing twenty, rough as shit. And he aired out on the right long. Luckily, I had the rod in my hand. I just cranked, and we came tight. And fishing with Andy Moyes and Chris was running the boat. Uh. And just fought it, kind of tried to keep him at the same angle. And he came up and Andy gaffed him. So that was on mono. That's exciting. That's always exciting. Yeah. When you get them on the circle hook, you got to be like, you just can't do anything but just wind them in. You know, I feel like you got to keep, because if he, if you get any slack and it clips his teeth, you're done. The, the old number seven has the all time, the all time Wahoo, Wahoo stories catching those two. Uh, 70 pounders nick when was that the sailfish challenge a few years ago or operation sailfish yeah like two years ago maybe three yeah i think i was fishing on the blue moon meat fishing the tournaments because there's meat calcuttas so we were just in all the meat and of course the second day 
I mean, we normally we did pretty good on the blue moon with the meat wise because there's everybody targeting sailfish and we targeted the meat fish and wire. And I remember they caught those two seventy pounders or eighty pounders, whatever it was, dusted the fleet. We were like, holy shit! All both on mono. Yeah. Same day. Crazy. Crazy. Impressive. Nick, yeah. you have any wahoo catching stories? We haven't heard much uh, any wahoo stories out of you. Yeah, I got a couple good ones. My biggest one ever is sail fishing off Miami, thirty pound no wire, like seventy three pounds. Um, have you I shot forget, any of them? Shot a yeah, shot quite a few of them in the keys. Yeah. That's that's fucking badass. See them in the water is a whole nother beast. They're fucking just beautiful. No shit, I didn't beautiful creatures. But uh, yeah that that one was cool. I it was I didn't really realize what it was or at least how big it was. And I remember like fought them for like probably 20 minutes or so. And I'm like, what is this thing? And I kind of like locked the drag up and everyone's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, dude, I'm just, we're, we're sail fishing. I'm not here to, I remember like kind of put the brakes on it. The rod was doubled over. Everyone's like, couldn't believe what I was doing. And I just like plane this thing up and no, we didn't have a gap out. And all of a sudden, like you could just see the blue lines. And I mean, just all hell broke loose and got them in the boat. It's pretty cool. Do you, do you, lose them a lot with the like you got to do the four like you got the 15 feet a liter do you lose a lot right there at the boat when, oh, you, yeah. when you're sail fishing yeah because yeah, we hook them all the time yeah, yeah fishing i mean you lose i mean you just some they usually cut you off you know more you know more often than than none but you know you do lip hook a handful of them and you know half of those you do just end up losing like right at the boat yeah um right when you get excited <laughs> yeah yeah but i caught like a 65 pounder with my dad on our 21 contender one time on mono two which was cool the biggest one we ever caught on that little boat um and uh the biggest one i ever seen was fishing the old uh the bbc's old blue marlin tournaments in the bahamas and i was i was like 20 years old fishing with ray rocher uh, Jeffrey Lederman was the other mate, and uh, I'll never forget this this thing. Well, it piled on the left teaser, and you know, Ray's like blue marlin left teaser, and we had a tingum, and it was like just like four hundred pound, you know, mono to a tingum. As you guys know what that is, and I go and I I put it over there, and you know, Ray's like, you know, here he comes, Nick, and thing just piles on me, you know, and go give him get a little rod angle on him and rod comes slack and Ray's screaming at me. I mean, ah, you can't believe you missed them. <laughs> and, and I'm reeling. I'm like, I'm like, there ain't nothing on here. I, I reeled in and the 400 pounds just cut like, cut like nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, it wasn't a blue. And Ray's like, yes, it was a blue. He's like, I saw him clear as day. He's like, the cramp must have pinched the line or something. <laughs> screaming, you know, and all of a sudden, this thing just airs it out on on <laughs> uh, on the right teaser. I mean, takes the entire mackerel chain, everything, and and I mean, Ray called it a hundred and thirty pounder. Holy shit! I mean, Did this you thing it? no, no, this thing ate everything. <laughs> but it was still cool. I'll never forget that thing. Yeah, 
crazy how big and powerful those fish still just jump out of the water like that, like 20 feet in the air. Yeah. That's, thing, that's, that's, that thing had our whole spread in his mouth. <laughs> it can rip up some some dredges and some teasers, that's for sure. That was cool. Yeah. And trolling back from DR was cool fishing that hog sty. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been down there. Yeah, that was I mean, we did we trolled it for probably two hours. We did one troll by, never turned around, and probably caught like six between 60 and 70 pounds and you know had them eating the leads off and losing rigs and i mean it was like <laughs> it was like piranhas it you was, had you had um you had kyle sherman with you then huh at kyle and a kid uh little fat we call him chris jester bringing the boat bringing the temptress home from dr that was that was some sick sick fishing it was dark out. It was like 5 a.m. It was still dark out. And I, was, I, I told Kyle, I'm like, hey, just put him out. Like, wh- whatever. We're doing one troll. And I mean, he put one in the water, pitch black, and we had a 70-pounder on. <laughs> that was insane. I, we had to turn the spreader lights on for him to gaff it. That's sick. He's a legend. That was pretty cool. I still have the video. I'm, like, filming him, and, like, the spreaders are on. and you can't see anything, and you just see this... Big thing, mouth open, full of teeth coming. You're like, oh boy, yeah, that's crazy. On those those ones down there, no joke. You got to be careful when you're playing on the leader in those fish. Oh yeah, you got a good story about that. Oh yeah, I got I got I learned I learned quick that day, uh, not to learn to take your double wraps and be careful with those fish. Because I mean, I was with Chris on Chris on the sandbar, Chris Correa. And uh, my buddy Skyler, and we had caught. Oh no, Skyler wasn't there yet. We had caught. I don't know. I think we caught ninety wahoos in like seven or eight days in the Southern Bahamas. Uh, and and they weren't small, but I mean, when you catch, we were flipping fifty pounders in, unhooking them, and tossing them back in the water because it was just, it was like okay. I mean, not to like brag or sound like a dick or anything, but it was insane. Like fifty pounders were like Chad, the owner, was like, all right, toss that one back, toss those back. We we were so confident that one morning we caught a double of 50 pounders and threw them both back before we had any fish in the boat. <laughs> and um, the story about taking double wraps and being careful, you know, when you're fishing the LP, sometimes the braid stretches or the mono stretches, whatever you're fishing, and the lead will stop like whatever, five or six feet short because you don't reset it every time you bring it in, you forget or whatever. So the lead, I reach up for the lead, grab it, set it set it down on the ground because the LP didn't go all the way up. There was, there was, it was just the LP. So you auto come in, you grab the lead, you can kind of do it by yourself. It stopped short and I set it down on the ground and just didn't think anything of it was taking, taking wrap, single wrap, single wrap, single wrap. Well, my right hand, I go to take a wrap to the right and the fish is four or five feet behind the boat. It's all on video. I go to take a wrap to the left. And like when my hand kind of touches the left the line to go into that left wrap this thing i mean this punches it left at mach 10 all the <laughs> line up through my hand and i was it would have been fine if i just went right back up to the tip of the rod the lp and it all hauled ass out but the weight was down on the ground and my left foot had gone over the weight so the so the fish hauled ass straight straight away from the boat not like uh straight off the what was it the starboard side 
The weight came flying up around my leg. The braid and the swivel, luckily the swivel missed my leg by like, I don't know, it must have been centimeters because you can't even see in the video. The LP came tight around the back of my knee and came tight to the weight, came tight to the Wahoo. And you can see the whole rod double over in the gunnel to the back of my knee and the line just snapped, the 100 pound braid snapped right on the back of my leg. And we were probably 100 miles from any marina. Yeah. Um, I had filleted you open. And it, and it, it, the braid cut through my, through my leg so hard that it literally melted it. I wasn't even, I didn't even bleed until the next day it scabbed up real bad and whatnot. I still got a big purple scar there though. Man. But if that swivel caught me, there was no telling what would have happened. I don't know how the hundred pound braid broke, honestly. That's crazy. So that was scary. I learned quick. And then I look, I look back at the video and I'm like, oh. I mean, obviously, everybody looks at it. Oh, whoa, whoa, why, why weren't you taking double wraps? Well, I'm not perfect. I was just wrapping up. We caught a bunch. I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just pulling it up into the boat. I wasn't thinking. I yeah. got late and paid for it. Was Luckily, it a big I, one? I remember seeing that scar, man. That thing was nasty. Yeah, it was big. It was large. We didn't get it in the boat, but it was large. Yeah. It was It was every bit. Chris... Chris, the captain, keeps always still bust my balls about it. He's like, that was the hundred pounder. We didn't catch a hundred pounder that trip. <laughs> like that was it. So I don't know if it was a hundred pounder or seventy pounder, but it was big. And uh yes. and it yeah, you're it. lucky on that one, dude. Yeah. Catch an artery or something. Yeah, that would have been horrendous. That would have been smoked chicken if uh <laughs> that thing got me any worse. Thank God I did it solder right through my leg 100 miles offshore how'd you lose where was that like uh quesal or hogstyre no we were we were down we weren't at hogstyre or any of that we were somewhere we were way out east of uh of long island one of the i forget which island we were at one of those little islands out there i got you um but it's pretty cool you get all the way out there and i mean we had coast guard helicopters flying over us next to these reefs like you're like where the hell did you even come from yeah so it's nice to know that those guys are patrolling all that out there and if anything was serious you can call them and they'll be there pretty quick yeah they're so, out there conception island and what's the other one savannah, like, yeah. savannah. gotcha yeah, crooked planas all that that's, that's planas where the big ones cool. live yeah that all those southern islands i mean san sal yeah Crooked Rome, Kate Cat Island, different kind of fish down there, that's for sure. Which is weird because the bimini and everything's all right there. Uh, it's crazy to think that like fish are just so much bigger, just a couple hundred miles away. Like, yeah, I wonder what that is. Like you don't catch thirty pounders there. No. Just happy they don't get any. They don't get much pressure down there, you know. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. They, they can. They grow. They they're allowed to grow that big. Yeah, yeah. On bimini, they don't, they're not allowed to grow. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. They get slaughtered before they get 30 pounds. By everybody and their mothers. I mean, we'll see. We'll see the Wahoo tournament this year. So, I mean, hopefully there's some big ones caught a couple of 50s and 60s last year. Um, we actually am doing a triple-digit Calcutta. So, that's going to roll over every year until somebody catches a 100-pounder in the tournament. That's a cool idea. So, that it's should be fun. Bad. We'll see. Wow. Might be at a million dollars one day. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I'm sure catch one eventually. Yeah, eventually. I've seen a big one caught off cat before, like seventy five. That's a stud. That's a big one. I didn't catch it. Somebody, somebody I know caught it, but it was a good one. I don't think I've caught. I think I caught one maybe sixty pounds in that area there. Crazy. Like, I don't like up here. I I can't say that we caught many, but like I would say, like the majority of the fish that I've the wahoos that we've caught up here that I've caught personally are are over sixty pounds. Like every one of them. Like I've caught, I've won money twice in the white marlin open with seventy pound plusers, and then the other couple that I've caught are were like big, hundred pounds. Here. Yeah, well, 100-pounders and then some other big ones. How about those guys in Jacksonville? They catch 100-pounders, 80-pounders. Yeah. They don't yeah. even like – I mean, they catch straight giants there. Yeah, those front-runner guys, they catch studs all the time. That's insane. Those guys, like, fish the wrecks up there. I've never done it, but I feel like every time you look up, it's like 100-pounder, 80-pounder, 90-pounder. So yeah. weird how there's kind of like a gap in between everything. I guess there's more pressure and – not as much open ocean. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. There's such a, it's the con, like, cause I always think of a Wahoo as like a, like a super warm water fish, but you can catch them in some pretty, pretty cool water. Like I've caught them. Nah, in, but we, I, I, our best Wahoo fishing is here in October when the season's almost over. It's kind of crazy. No, they, no, we, they seem to favor colder water. Yeah. I mean, some of the, like the sickest, that people don't even know, but like I see guys like in central, like South America, and they like they rail them like you wouldn't believe. Where's that? Where? Do- yeah, where? Uh, um, Ecuador. I got you. Yeah, and they, there's a guy there I follow that when I tell you Colton, this guy just wears them out. I mean, every day this guy sinks the boat in them. Every day. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Just it's like you 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 think he's posting the same thing over every day, but he's not. It's just it's absurd. And the water's cold. Like it's yeah. it looks cold. It's it's not blue. It's like green, cold water. Holy moly. How about those those spear fishing guys that go down like the south? I think it's the South Pacific or somewhere down there. Those yeah, guys yeah. shoot 150 pounders and shit down there. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, has yeah. anybody ever been attacked by a Wahoo like in the water, Nick? Have you ever heard of a, somebody diving and fucking Wahoo come after him? <laughs> no. It'd be terrifying. You wouldn't have much of a chance. After, I had one come after me, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> um, we went over on a day trip with my buddy Blake on his regulator and we blew out a trim tab about 11 a.m. We caught like six or eight. And we got lit on the way home. <laughs> we were drinking vodka, Red Bulls, and beers, and hanging out. And when we got back in the inlet, we went to the we went to the yacht club and picked up a bunch of girls and went to the sandbar. And I was holding. I tried to hold one up. Like we were taking group photos on the sandbar in Fort Lauderdale. We probably looked like giant idiots, but it was like a Wednesday or something. It wasn't even a weekend. I don't know what we were doing. And I hold like a 50 pounder behind my back, behind my neck and around around my arms. And it slipped out and cut oh. me and cut me dead. Dead as could be cut me wide open. I should have got stitches. I got about probably like an blood, probably blood all over the place after drinking like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was not good. And uh, never went and got it checked out or nothing and went to Panama to uh, Tropic Star Lodge like three days later. 
and I have the worst scar in my life down my leg because I mean I should have got it stitched up. It's like a it's like a white gash, like six <laughs> inches long. So that wasn't good. It wasn't <laughs> Not good. Ball, though. I haven't been attacked, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some big ones. Yeah, that Fiji South Pacific stuff's really cool, man. Holy moly. I could imagine just getting a real fishing program. Well, I'm sure a bad company will be there at some point, but it's gotta yeah. be some big blue marlin and wahoos, some crazy fish down there. Yeah, the wahoos. They have, have, they have to have a long runway to land that mega jet they got. I'm sure he'll get a helicopter or something. <laughs> I think he's got one for the new yeah. yacht. Um they said the they they said the wahoos were were they they were crazy bad in Brazil like they they would eat have to like replace uh, yeah. their lures like three or four times a day because they just got eaten up by the wahoos so bad. Yeah, see that's far down there too. They're down there. The water's warm down there still yeah, on yeah. that side, but I want to go there so bad. Hmm. So fun going traveling fishing. Yeah, fishing new areas. Yeah. Especially like someplace like Brazil that's like super like there's people who fish there, but but it's still kind of un untapped. But yeah. everybody that oh, goes there is amazing. Well, what do you got next uh for Slicker Butte coming up? Any anything rolling out? New stuff? Uh we got some sweet hats coming out at the Fort Lauderdale Books. I'll give you guys a peek of them. So I know you guys aren't from down here that are with Anthony, but some Fort Lauderdale people, we came up with a couple cool new hats with like kind of the Fort Lauderdale logo. So we're, nice. these are going to be at the boat show. Um, and then we're offering, we came out with 10, 10 hats offering custom hats. Um, Talk a little about that. So 10, 10 hats is a, uh, is a wholesale brand that I just created, launched about two months ago. And I just went for it. I started manufacturing hats and making these nice laser cut hole backs that are like fully waterproof hats. Um, I got one on right now and I was making them all for a slicker and I was like, well, maybe I'll just make a bunch of blanks so that everybody, cause everybody wants their own brand. Everybody's got their own boat, their own company. At the end of the day, it's, that's what they want to wear. So we offer, we're offering that through 1010 hats now where you can send us your boat logo or your company logo or your your brand. So we changed the name from Slicker so it doesn't compete with the with the retail space. Yeah. yeah. Um so other apparel companies will be using our blanks just like they use Yupong and Richardson and all these other companies. Um just another option for them to see, which is exciting. And then Slicker coming out, we have a bunch of new hat designs coming out. Um and hopefully just keep working away, getting ourselves into more retailers and online and living the slicker beauty life, being slicked out. Slicked out. Yeah. Having having cool people like Nick rock the hats and stuff at all sorts of places. That's one of the most rewarding things is seeing cool guys wear it all around the world. Good fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I got, my, I got my slicker outfit and hook hook glasses. I know. I got a pair of hook uh hook glasses. I gotta I gotta start wearing them some more. I lose glasses so fast. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you lose hats quicker or glasses quicker, but it's definitely you definitely will always be buying them. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, there. They do they do get tend to oh the ocean get lost a lot. 
Yeah, the wind and the ocean. Got my brother. My brother in the summer, we he can whip up a pair of prescription glasses pretty quickly. And if there's any sort of swell, people just get crushed at the beach and we're just there to sit get them get them fixed up and send them on their way and go lose another pair it's awesome my brother does incredible work there at the store and we've uh we've started this thing nick we'll have to get you a pair where my brother can engrave a certain logo in your in your lens like at the top right of your lens opposite our logo so he's got this new machine that has this engraver it's it's badass that's cool like it does it on the lens yeah it does it on the lens yeah so like for example, like if everybody on the boat wore like similar pair of hooks or something like that, you could just yeah, engrave like your initials in there. Yeah, 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 and initials or something or your company logo. We just did did one for um that guy Alfred in Miami. That's sweet. So what's up with yeah. the I saw something. Didn't you guys launch like a 305 glasses for mm-hmm. some of the guys in Miami? Yeah, yeah, they got the we got the side shield, the 305s, yeah. man. Yeah. They were uh they've been good, Nick. I was like, I saw the, all those guys wearing it, Jimmy and Nick and a bunch of other people down there. I'm like, John, uh, John Lou, uh, who who runs the Sandman? John Louie. Uh, John Louie, yeah. He, I was like, man, we got to get these things out. So we came up with a style, and Mr. 305, Nick, has been a huge part of that. So, But they're basically made for, for the 305, man, because that's all I ever see is those guys wearing them down there. <laughs> so. Well, a 954, don't don't get it twisted. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're a 954? No, no, I'm 305, yeah. but uh, but no, the 954 boys, they, they rock them too hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Every Big uh, difference. Definitely don't get them twisted. <laughs> <laughs> no. Even though those, the billfishers, man, those are they're they're very nice. Do you fish in them ones too? The those two, Nick, or do you just fish in yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, I've been been wearing them a lot more lately. Yeah. I don't know why. Just man, they're really nice. Good to us. Uh, but I haven't fished that honestly. I'll, I mean, now I'm gonna really start fishing a lot more now. So now I'll really get to wear both pairs. But it's nice to nice to bounce back and forth. Yeah, for sure. Plus, they're different color so i like this yeah you got the ambers for your your uh the bill fishers fishers? yeah i like those in the morning know what happens in the morning right sun's rising sun comes (laughs) up every morning (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right that's right gotta have those shades on yeah man you're hooked up Nice, nice hat so well cool boys i think that is been a been fun, Colton. Man, I appreciate it. It was it's cool learning about your company and learning about the Wahoos and the the tournament. Man, wish you all the luck with that, and Thank hopefully you. people Thank get over there. And you guys have a great, great tournament. Sounds like it's a, a super. There's a lot of value, and you know, not not a huge, not a huge entry fee, but you know, a good return if you win. So that's awesome. Definitely would love would love to see some of the guys from up there coming down. Um get some of those northeast yeah, guys from see some yeah. Wahoo. I appreciate you having us on today. Have me on. That's fun. Thank you, Nick, for calling me earlier today. I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck this week at the show. I'm sure I'll we'll cross paths. Yeah, Definitely. boys. Have fun. Bye.
sell some stuff, boats, sell some hats, merch. Shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Nick, check us out, front runner too. I'll be over there. Good luck, come on by. I'll be rocking my hooks. Now, I should have um, had your brother send me some hook glasses though. Have a few pairs though. Yeah. Get rid of. Should have. Should have just came down there. Should have been more, more aggressive with it. Well, cool boys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Colton. Yes. Thank you, guys. It's fun talking about it. Yes. Stop by. Check out. Check out all the brands. Slicker and front runner at the Miami Boat Show, and then hopefully, uh, or not the Miami Fort Lauderdale. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, check out Hook Optics if you guys need new pair of sunglasses if you enjoyed this. So thanks. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah.